0: And welcome back to another installment of the PNTT uh, preseason podcast. This is Coach JD here with Coach S. Wesley. What's up? We're here for our third group of the late Sunday night evening, uh, approaching midnight here on the East Coast. So, um, ready to just dive right into this uh, to the Erickson group. Um, So, Erickson group is a Worcester, uh, South Bend, Carnegie. In Honolulu. So, starting with the namesake group of Wooster, who last season uh, finished 18 and six, uh, getting uh, past the second round in the NTT, um, bringing back um, some solid talent overall, graduated the 11750 class, you know, highlighted by Joe Clinton Erickson, who was um, a, a true defensive presence in the post you know, with over four blocks per game. Uh, They do bring back all the rest of their starters, um, and they are replacing them with the 141-123 class. So like many of us, probably missing out on their preferred big men and uh, looking to fill in Erickson's giant shoes with uh, Jesus Owens, um, who was tall but did not really put up any stats for someone who is tall. Um, Travis Knoll, who has a role-player profile as a smaller power forward. And Alexander Bada, who um looks like a tough nosed guy that you don't like to play against, you know, with grabbing boards and you know being a little scrappy on defense, but um as a whole, no one that's quite like the talent of um what they lost with Erickson. Um what stands out to you about the Italian mafia?
1: Um, I guess the biggest thing, right, is is gonna be the defense of Ericsson. Um it doesn't look like anybody quite had um, that type of uh, rim protection, uh, you know, presence or or, or performance um, for the team last season. And it doesn't look like um, any of the three freshmen coming in, Bada, Noel, or Owens, are going to give uh, the Italian Mafia that same, you know, I, I guess you can't really expect to, to replace that production like for like, but even something um, in the neighborhood. So Uh, potentially jack drake with limited minutes last year on the bench maybe uh maybe drake um, could see an uptick in in his his blocks per game numbers right but um and he he rebounded pretty well um, for those minutes so potentially jack drake getting a shot in his junior year um came on upperclassmen and uh, he might he might be getting a look um but it's encouraging to see you know that that freshman class from last season. So now the sophomores were ranked number one collectively uh, by Sim Hoops. And so uh, two two of those guys uh, there in the backcourt last season, and I've got to assume they're going to continue in those same exact roles. Turn the ball over a lot from a point guard, point guard position uh, from more, but generally speaking, I uh, can expect to see that number go down. So Uh, so yeah it looks like uh looks like maybe the starting lineup uh, not better not a lot worse though
0: yeah what what jumps out to me about um this wooster team is while erickson the stats he put up he did that in only 26 and a half minutes a game um and he didn't really foul a ton I mean he's still under three so I guess you know if you give him 30 minutes he's about three fouls a game which is um which isn't bad for a guy so it's not it wasn't you know foul trouble that held him back from being like a 30 minutes per game uh, player so um so I think Jack Drake uh, probably has some some ability I mean maybe he's not going to be quite the defensive presence but um, he will replace what Erickson lost, you know, offensively at least. And then, um, while also being able to you know, just about equal what he was doing on the boards, you know, doesn't hurt you, you know, passing the ball. Um, certainly it looks like a step back defensively, but not a bad guy. I mean, I imagine he's probably a good, maybe a high fair uh, defender at that size, and uh, a guy that would probably honestly easily start for center for me if I had him. So, um, <laughs> It's not for losing a guy like Erickson. I, he is going to, he has someone who can step up. Um, they are going to lose some of that depth because I, I don't know if Owens is it um, for a quality depth piece. And you know, they did have a 6'8 sophomore from a not so bad class um, not play at all last season. So maybe he has some untapped ability to provide some decent minutes uh, off the bench for them. But their bench collectively, you know, was it, what 12 like almost almost 25 points a game and so yeah. that's for for league 31 they they didn't overly rely on their starters they don't really have like that star player carrying them um they, they just have like a they're just collectively a lot of good players and uh, that led them to to their success so um not that anyone ever wants to replace erickson but i do feel like they have some ability to absorb that loss a little bit uh, moving over to South Bend, uh, the Orcas were um, a Final Four team from the PTT last season, uh, graduating the fourteen thirty-three class with three senior starters. Not something you ever want to do. And uh, the class they brought in was the one twenty-three seventy-nine class. Um, looking at the the guys coming in, uh, Lucas Wilcox is looks to be the best player, um, I think by a decent margin. 6'6", six, six, can score a little bit, can pass a little bit, play some defense. Um, not a bad outside stroke as a whole. So one of those um, you know, spots on the wing that's opening up, he probably is going to have his name in the mix there. Um, someone maybe is going to have to play a small power forward you, know, you have to replace Jesse Day. Um, but looking at the you – know, even though they lost three seniors, uh, none of these guys were particularly great scorers. This is more right. of a – um, it's like your traditional Big Ten uh, team, you know, great, you know, great defense, you know, play, you know, both on the perimeter and the post teams only shot, you know, 41 percent against them, uh, you know, 47 percent true shooting last season. Their problems is offense because right? they only outscored teams by about three per game. That said, they played a really tough schedule. So the defense is legit. Um, there's some offensive challenges here. Um, maybe Wilcox can replace that a little bit. But that's what jumps out to me. Um, what do you see in South Bend?
1: I don't have much to add. That was very thorough, (laughs) but, but yeah, I I was thinking the exact same thing, um, right. As you were bringing it up is that, yeah, the starting lineup is going to look really different, but that seems like a really good thing. Um, So we'll see some of this, some of this younger talent on the team, uh, hopefully ready to step up and, uh, and and get some more minutes on the floor, have a bigger impact. Um, I think this team, you know, All of these guys that were on the bench uh, last season seemed to be fairly productive in limited minutes. So um, you got to assume these guys uh, get a little older, get a little better, and and start to produce more. Um, Looks like Wilcox, though. Um, Definitely the – what's the word? Um, the outstander, Uh, that's not the right word, but you get what I'm saying as far as the incoming freshman.
0: Yeah, he's the headliner of the the class for sure. Headliner,
1: Uh, nailed it. There it is.
0: Um, (laughs) And can't can't talk about this team without, you know, throwing some praise Gabriel Rogers' way. He wasn't great shooting the ball, but again, he's probably, he was tasked with probably shooting a little bit more than what his ability allowed him to. Mm -hmm. Distributes and plays great defense at point guard, which is a, a big help for for teams out there that rely on their scoring from from the point guard spot. So anytime you have a guy who can step up and play great defense, um, is is definitely a key, especially his size. So yeah.
1: and Austin Hines, Austin Hines playing great defense as well. So this team is tough on the defensive end.
0: Yep, and uh, Allen and Shy, you know, they score from the bench. Um, not the most efficient overall. Um, I'd be curious if one of those guys is capable of becoming a starter, and they're probably not going to see a big uptick in shooting efficiency. Um, how much do they lose defensively with those seniors? And, uh, if you know, does that change the balance at all for them? So that's what to watch out for with the Orcas and Coach uh, Whelan. Um, next group we're going to look at are the uh, Carnegie Peanuts with Coach JFM. So this team made the Sweet 16 of the PTT last season. They're looking to kind of build themselves back up to um, a, a team that was, you know, historically been in the NTT more often. So they're kind of in some of their lean years right now, but seem to be on the upswing here. Um, although they did graduate a thirteen ten class, so I'm sure probably they view last season as a bit of a disappointment. And that thirteen class, thirteen ten class, was uh, all you know, 11 players. So graduating their entire starting front court. And looking to replace them with the 24-45 uh, class, um, which doesn't have the same height, but that does look like you know three really solid players: um, Mario Book, uh, 19 points a game, uh, playing a small power forward um, with good hands, probably a little bit of defense. Hunter Steele, 23 points a game, um, you know, great shooting percentages. You know, look, you'd love to have his offense in the lineup. And then uh, Jesse Peer, uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds, a little bit of defense, kind of as a small center. So um, like many others we've talked about uh, this evening, probably was in on some ties on some, some bigs that did not um, come to town. So now they're going to have to look to make it work with, uh, with a smaller group and piece together the roster. So what do you see with uh, the Peanuts?
1: Yeah, maybe some run-and-gun action, um, you know, some quick basketball, with a smaller lineup, but man, Hunter Steele looks good. Um, good shooting percentage, put up 23 points a game. Um, and I think one of the things that, that stands out about this incoming freshman class is that they took really good care of the basketball. Um, so the, the the guy that turned it over the most out of those three was Hunter Steele with 1.3 turnovers a game. And when you have the ball in your hands that often, you um, you know, that that that's something, you know, and the other guys, same thing, uh, had the ball in their hands quite a bit. 19 points a game for Mario Book, 13 uh, points a game for Jesse Peer um, with 10 rebounds and, and two and a half assists. So these guys, when they have the ball in their hands, they take good care of it. It seems like three guys that um, are going to be in contention for starting spots, especially with the lack of size. And then, you know, are are like all three of them should find themselves at least getting minutes um, on the bench at the worst. So.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned, yeah, they, they take care of the ball. So that's always a, a plus, you know, when you're looking at things. And sometimes that does skew the rankings here. So when you have a class, that's you know, 24, or 45, some of that may be, you know, you know, them all having good hands and maybe not being as great elsewhere, but Hunter still um, he, he's, and he's not gonna have great hands, but you know, looking at the the rest of the makeup of this roster, I imagine they're gonna expect him to maybe come in and be their go-to scorer. Um, which, if he if that's the case, tell him not to worry about passing; just go, you know, go spot, the corner, go get open, get the ball, put it up. You know, so maybe limit the turnovers there, and you know, have a in, increase your scoring output um, there. So yeah, he he seems like an impact player. Um, one of these other guys uh, book, especially probably an impact player for them. And it's just figuring out who's going to start in the post and kind of be that go-to player uh, for them. Last group or last team in the group here is the Honolulu Orcas coach by coach Locksters three. So I know Locksters recently came back to uh, league 31 as a whole. So they've been, i um, trying to to dig out of the rut. Um, they were down in the R.T.T. last season. Um, graduated a bad class with no um, no one that they're going to miss. No starters anyway. Brought in the 68-56 class, so improving talent. Ibrahim um, Horde brings some size, um, some rebounding, some passing. Maybe not great defense, but um, you know any it looks to be a definite improvement over what they had at center last season with Brisley. Um, Israel Sawyer looks to be the the best player from this class um, who can do really pretty much everything can score can board plays great defense uh, doesn't hurt you with hands shot a great percentage almost 60% um, can hit, hit it from deep you know unlimited um, limited shots so um, figure he's going to come in make a big impact somewhere in the lineup and then Joshua Rush um, probably again um, someone who's going to impact the lineup somewhere um, didn't Uh, Not that efficient with his scoring, but did put up 18 points, um, took care of the ball. So three guys who look to be contributors, definitely going to be improvements over what they have going out. So I imagine sites can be set a lot higher than the RTT this season.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, You love to see um, a bad class walk out the door. Um, You know, I I mean, unless you're a sentimental type of guy, which uh, maybe Coach Lockster's three is – but, uh, yeah, no, I doubt it. These incoming freshmen are a huge improvement, and, uh, and that's pretty solid. I do um, I do wonder, you know, with Brandon Wright at point guard, he's not a massive distributor of the ball, um, but maybe that changes, right? Maybe that changes, and, and he maybe even gets even more efficient in his shooting and distributes better. We'll see. Um so, yeah, this the the starting lineup, although young last year, is probably in for some changes here with uh, with a solid class coming in.
0: Yeah, they could conceivably have uh, a starting five that is all underclassmen again, uh, just like yeah. last, season, and also being better than last season. So yep. definitely on the way up, you know, the, the biggest question will be, is it uh, on the way up enough to compete with some of these uh, other teams in the um in the group. So, I mean, as a whole, I mean, none of these teams really hit it big in recruiting, probably at least for what they wanted to do. Um, um, Honolulu and Carnegie maybe have the the most incoming talent, um, but, you know, they're coming off of the the lesser seasons compared to Wooster and South Bend. So this definitely feels to me like a pretty wide open group. Does anyone stand out to you here?
1: I'm going with Wooster. I think top to bottom, they have the best squad talent-wise. <laughs> uh, Jack Drake is ready to replace um, Joaquin Erickson, who walked out the door, who's going to take this group.
0: Yeah, that definitely seems to be the safest bet. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious to see what South Bend can do. But I do think, you know, they had, they had such a narrow margin last year, I think they're going to be able to step up. Um, Carnegie... Um, they just lost so much in the front court. I just, I don't think they're gonna be able to compete at the top of the group and Honolulu, probably a season away from being a group winner. I think they'll make some noise here, but yeah, I agree. Wooster seems to be um, the the team to be, you know, pretty, pretty. So, um, yeah. Well, S Wesley. Thanks so much for um, joining here this evening. Uh, Good luck to everyone in the PNTT and uh, we'll see you all out there.